Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another great day for an interview. And today is an interview that is really of such importance out there because we are covering a topic that is very close to my heart because for a long, 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 long time, I was so crap in it. We're talking about finances. Um, I was financially illiterate for such a long time high income, even higher outgoings, and I was crap. And I finally lost my financial virginity and actually learned about money. And I am now on my own path to freedom, which is one of the most powerful places to be. I still got a ways to go, but uh, <laughs> it is, it, you know, we need to talk about it. There is no shame about money. Uh, let's deal about the negative, with the negative emotions that are attached to it. Let's get rid of the myths of the bullshit and let's learn how to grow wealth. And let's work together with our guest. I've got Elena Nadik with me. Elena, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm blessed mm. to be here. Mm. And yeah, it is a conversation that people need to have. Definitely. I was in the same boat as what mm. it sounds like you were mm. uh, oh, starting out in life. And I just didn't understand it. I didn't know what to do or how to, you know, use credit or how to have good credit or really what credit was mm. until I was way over my head. And I think that's what makes me such a good financial advisor is because yeah. like I screwed it up so badly uh, that I've had to fight my way out of it and yeah. still continue every single day to, you know, make good financial decisions. And it's not let mm. people just are bad with money. It's like, no, you just have to understand that it's a money mindset. Mm. And if you have the mindset of abundance, then you keep your money, <laughs> you know, like just don't. Don't spend and be wasteful, be very intentional. And I think that if people can learn just even that one piece, just being super intentional with what they're spending on, it changes the whole conversation. Hmm. Most of us are trapped in a rat race. Most of us, we're out there working hard and then you're tired and you're not even thinking you're spending because you've deserved it. And that was certainly for a long time, my kind of thing. Um, I was never taught financial literacy. In other words, to do a budget or something like that, to actually sit down and really hold a mirror in front of your face. I think the first time I did that was in my 40s, truly. No way. So, okay. So, yeah. in my, and certainly my parents had no clue. They were, they were just trying to, to pretend to be businessmen and women and, oh, God. Needless to say, it all turned to custard of bankruptcies and things like that. So um, I didn't have role models. I didn't have uh, anyone to teach me. It was not something that was taught in German schools. Um, so I was just let loose out there. And yeah, I mean, the amount of credit cards I've maxed out, not thinking what I was doing is enormous. Does that story ring, ring true with you as well? Like yeah. every piece of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every and, piece of it. And it's a crazy. I went and got. Where, where, where did you, Hampstead. sorry, where did you grow up to, to start off with? Where was your, your origin? I am from Powell River, BC. Okay. So, so yeah. like Southern British Columbia. 
So there you go, opposite sides of the world, yet exactly identical story, isn't it? Uh, how bizarre. Sorry, I was interrupting your story, but I, no, I needed no to know where to place you and thinking yeah. always that the Canadian system, from the outside, one thinks, hey, they got their shit together, but obviously not so not so much. No. <laughs> nope. The stats are staggering. Right. I can't even fathom what the stats are going to look like come next year or like just when they start rolling out like statistics, Canada rolling out the numbers of how much people are in debt and how many mm. people are failing and not able to make it to retirement with enough money. Mm. Because what I see every single day is people thinking that when they turn 65, they just retire. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> it's not an age yeah. that you retire at. It's yeah. a dollar value in your bank account or your investment mm. funds that helps you pay for your retirement. And if you haven't saved a penny, you don't retire. But that's what I see all the time is just people are confused about how much they need to save, how much they should be saving. Mm. Um, I just helped a really young 24-year-old uh, girl set up her first tax-free savings account. And I was like, yeah, that's so cool, you know, Aww. like being able to start young and i'm like you don't even know the impact that you're having on your future self mm. because you're saving early mm. and it needs to be talked about it needs to be talked about because people deserve to know mm. financial education we're forced to deal with it every single day mm. so why not give us some actual education around it absolutely and uh the so the system is still, as far as you're concerned, the system in, at school mm -hmm. is still not bringing that home. I certainly know my my children, they are now 19, 21. Uh, none of them had really financial education at school. That was not something that was in any of their schools talked about. Um, has mm -hmm. the changed in Canada? Um, there have been a few schools that have reached out. I just started working with a company called Junior Achievements, uh -huh. and they've built out programs to get into schools and teach the kids about money and finance and entrepreneurship. And yeah. like, it's incredible. And I'm like, mm. I love these guys. It's so awesome because That's they're beautiful. doing it right. And we're exactly. taking the approach um, at educating everyone, but mm. primarily adults. Right. So people who want to learn how much life insurance they need or how much mm. they need mm. to have set aside for their funeral or their tax bill. And like mm. people don't know there's death tax. There is. Mm. Right. It's it's crazy. But we don't get educated formally because the government controls the financial education system. And so in all if they if they don't teach us how to pay less taxes, then we're just going to pay more taxes. Number one. Number two is if you look at your credit rating, uh, if you always pay off your credit card, if you are a model, really a person that is holding itself together, you have got a bad credit rating because yes. you're actually not uh, not interesting for the banks. They don't make money off you. So therefore, you mm -hmm. go down in your rating. And I thought, mm -hmm. what? What? No. So, yes, we have been pissing the banks off uh, now that we have got our act together as a family and as a, as a team of, of four here. So that's interesting. So, guys, already yeah. something you probably didn't know out there. So let's actually talk about it. Let's, let's talk. Let's, first of all, did, uh, may I ask, was money a bad thing in your life when you were younger? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Of course. Why? Yeah, I always How? worked. Um, single mom raising four kids. So money was always extremely tight. 
Um, and my mom likes to spend, but she's a great lady. It's just, that's one of the things that makes her happy is she likes to go and she's a variety person. So she has different knickknacks here and there, or a new throw pillow or whatever it is that makes her happy that day or a new outfit, whatever. Mm. I, on the other hand, saw that and went, I want to be the opposite. So yeah, I started when I was 26 years old working in the oil sands and it was the job that everyone told me that I should love, right? Oh, Elena, you know, go to site. It's going to be awesome. You're going to get rich. It's so fun. And I was like, cool. Yeah. So (laughs) I ended up uh, running into a guy named Bob and he hired me on as a heavy equipment operator. And uh, I was like, okay, awesome. Let's do it. And like I said, I went and worked out on site, but I didn't realize how much I was going to hate it and how many times I was going to get laid off during the process. So in the first five months that I worked there, I bought myself a $72,000 truck. I couldn't afford, right? Thought I could afford it, um, but oops, no, made that mistake. And then five months in, I got laid off and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) this is really bad. Um, so I was able to take EI, but EI literally paid my, my rent and then it paid my, um, groceries. And that was pretty much it. So I wasn't able to focus on, you know, prosperity when I was just freaking out and trying not to lose it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, So what happened was uh, the way I met my financial firm is I met a guy named Felix because he was making me pillows for my husband because my husband loves uh, Lucky Logger and I don't, but uh, he does. And so I got him made pillows because he's just super nostalgic about it. And uh, he's like, you got to meet my daughter. And I was like, sure. (laughs) So I ended up sitting down with her and she's like, hey, did you ever learn about money and finance in school? And I was like, not even a little bit. Uh So she said, hey, how would you like to uh, look at our How Money Works program? And we're going to teach you all you need to know about money and how to get out of debt and how to save for retirement and how interest and investments and all of this kind of stuff works. And I was like, that sounds incredible. And then she's like, so from what you've learned so far, um, what do you like about it? And I was like, I love that I get to, you know, plan for what my life's going to look like. I like that I have someone helping me get there that actually knows what they're doing. And she's like, okay, well, um, I hear you're looking for work type thing and we're looking for new advisors. And would you be open to coming on board? (laughs) And so I started getting my license done and I ended up going back to work on site though. Cause I was laid off. I was like, okay, I'm going to rock through my license, got my license done. And then I went back to work three months later, went on vacation for three weeks, went to come back to Fort McMurray um, from Vancouver Island to see our family. And then all of a sudden we made a phone call to our buddy and he said, what you guys haven't been watching the news. The city's on fire. We're evacuating. Fuck. <laughs> right. So that was in 2016. Shit. And so we lived on Vancouver Island for three months on no income, Uh right? Because no one knew what was going on with the city. And all you could see after that was 
the news and hoping that your house wasn't burnt down. Thankfully yeah. ours didn't. Uh, so that was good, but yeah. So fast forward to 2017, I'd been laid off three more times. So the first time I was laid off for five months and then I got laid off for three months during the fire. And then I went back to work for a year and then I got laid off for another two months. And then I got laid off again. And I said, I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm not able to rely on these people to employ me, you know, full term. And they're telling me that I have a full-time position, but I don't. Hmm. Um, I was the most obese I'd ever been in my entire life. I was the most miserable I'd ever been in my entire life. And I heard my mentor say, Elena, go interview your future. She said, what does somebody who's a heavy equipment operator look like when they're 65? Right. And I looked at the people around me and said, hell no. (laughs) Like that is not happening because they're all either crippled or heavy smokers, extremely overweight. Um, The the lifestyle is just awful because you don't get to rest and recover Mm. because there's such long shifts, right? 15 hours a day Mm. is insane. Hour and a half to work and back. Like Mm. it's, it's terrible lifestyle. So what I did to max out my time there so that I didn't go crazy was I started listening to personal development books on Mm. my flash drive Mm. because you're not allowed a cell phone. You're not allowed any Mm. form of communication other than a radio. Mm. So I said, I'm going to listen to a bunch of audio books and I started my personal development journey. And then by October, 2018, they switched me and my husband to complete opposite shifts. So we would see each other for two days out of a month. And I said, okay, bye. (laughs) And he said, Elena, quit your job. Go full-time with your business. You clearly love it. It makes you happy. And I'd already built it up to a place where I knew I'd do okay with it, you know? Um, And I was really passionate about helping people and like watching people get out of debt and watching people actually become financially literate. And they're like, I saved 12 grand. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, you get to give them the high fives and stuff. Um, but now as I continue in my business, I was able to quadruple the size of my company in 2018. I lost a hundred pounds and paid off all my debt. It was insane. So that is is a good year. I'll have to say that was a good year. And then 2019 was super great too, but of course there's ups and downs, right? There are constant ups and downs when it comes to owning a business. Hmm. And it was beautiful and terrifying all at the same time. Cause I went from making all of this money to having none, hmm. right? Because I'm a startup business owner hmm. working in the financial field, flat broke. Right. So I'm sitting here with the self doubt and the, the negativity going through oh. my head going, no one's going to believe me. I'm a broke financial advisor who wants to take advice from a broke person every single person because they're in the same boat. Right. So I ended up just starting working on referrals and just built my business through word of mouth. And now I'm Canada wide and I'm able to go out and genuinely help families. I started my podcast in 2019. So it's been just over two years now since I started that. And I think it's what held me through COVID and like being on this health journey of, Mm. you know, being my best self. And I call it the pursuit of relentless. And it's not 
an end destination we're trying to hit. It's a lifestyle. It's a freedom about life that, okay, I don't want to be a food addict. You know, I don't want to struggle with my diet. I don't want to struggle with my mindset because I practice every day trying to get better. So I think that if people focus on getting their money right and just have that intention and be excited about where they're going about it, and not be afraid to talk about it with someone. Absolutely. Everything gets so much easier and less stressful. And that's been the beauty through COVID as people are a lot more open to mm. a conversation about money. Mm. And it's so important. And it's it's a little bit crazy because people sort of think, wow, we have got this catastrophe and whatever it is in your part of the world that you call catastrophe right now, it could be the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic or it could be something completely different. If you're in Lebanon, well, it has just been plastered by a huge explosion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there is always crisis. There's always, in every single year around the world, things have gone to custard. So why have we not learned the lessons from the past? Why has our living memory changed so much to one of frugal, from frugal living, like like my great-grandmother and grandmother having gone through wars in, in Germany and, and they would have, they, there was no way that you would not eat up your plate uh, because that was so important for them. They have gone hungry and very, very hungry for too long. So they appreciated the value of even smallest amount of money, smallest amount of food, smallest amount of things. We've come from that to a life of abundance where nothing else matters than immediate satisfaction, immediate gratification. I want it now. I want it all. And who gives a damn for the future? As if Mm -hmm. tomorrow will literally be the end of the world. You might as well spend it all now. I don't understand Mm -hmm. that. How did we manage to do that from for over two generations. Well, how did Because that happen? People are, they're impatient and they weren't told how to plan. So they just think that because they can get a credit card that mm. they should buy something or that they can afford it. Yeah. That's what I hear all the time. Oh, I can afford the monthly payment. And I said, yeah. until you don't have a job. Exactly. Right. And I don't want to be that person to have to sit there and go, okay, buddy, mm. you need to save $12,000 a month. And that's more than your income. Where's your money coming from? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. I hate having those conversations, yeah. but sometimes I need to be that yeah. stick in the mud to go, Hey, get it together. <laughs> you know, like we got to get started because if you don't start today, that's it. Like you have to decide, you have to decide to be wealthy. And that's what many people don't realize is you have to decide and you have to start. Now, actually making the start, it is it is so easy to say, whoa, I have no money. I've got maybe $10,000 to my, my name. If that, how the hell will I ever get out of that? It's too hard. It's too heavy. No, 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 I can't even do that. Let me buy another beer uh, and forget about it. What would you say to that? Yeah, well, yeah. What would you say to that? What would I say to that? That's what I hear every single day. <laughs> It's frustrating because, well, uh, I live in a city full of opportunity. Uh, Fort McMurray is incredible. Hmm. It gives you an opportunity to go and make more money than you could ever dream of at the risk of your life. 
That's how it is. Mm. As a heavy equipment operator, you don't think that's a big, scary job until three mm. o'clock in the morning when you have an 800 ton loaded mm. truck coming straight towards you and buddy's asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are scary days when you go, why yep. am I doing this again? Exactly. For the money? But, mm. These people don't care about me. <laughs> you know, like, mm. what am I doing? But and you so actually, you just self-reflect yeah. at that moment. I think the point is, the, for me, it is it is quite amazing. Uh, we live in Rotorua in New Zealand, which is known a bit of the, like a Yellowstone for the thin earth crust. Uh, there's there's smoke coming out of every vent in the street in the winter. That's just us here, and which is beautiful. What people don't, and we see the cultural side of uh, indigenous Maori here. So it's all beautiful. Uh, lots of lots of um, tourism, so to speak. What people don't see is actually the the poverty and the problems with gangs and crime and things like that. So we are actually quite a low socioeconomic area. Yet when I drive through the poorer parts of town, I see lawns for Africa. There is beautiful lawns, the dotted rusting carved wreck around it. There is not a single leaf of spinach. Yet we're living in New Zealand, okay? If I, by accident, throw some seeds over my shoulder, I need a machete tomorrow morning to actually cut my way through the area um, because the spinach is about you know, head high. No, this is we have lost even the most simplest things, the simplest ways of looking after yourself. Um, mm. And that's so crazy for me. So there are so many simple things how you can save gazillions by working together, having your kitchen garden. That is how a whole generation or many generations before us survived. That was part and parcel mm-hmm. of you, plus your healthy food and you do it and you bring up your kids to, to up to actually show your hands, fingers in the dirt. That's how you plant something. All that has gone. A fair, a fair, a British Columbia, I'm not sure if we've got the planting, if you have to actually hack the eyes away in order to get into your soil. I'm not sure about most of the year. So, BC is beautiful. You get uh, eight months of grow season. Oh, there but you in go. Fort McMurray, yeah. opposite. Uh, <laughs> like complete. Uh, we get eight uh, months of winter. All right, there you go. Okay, but then there are other opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. There is, uh, for example, if I go uh, shopping and buy a twenty-five or twenty kilogram sack of rice, it costs me I don't know what. If I go to the supermarket, yeah, if I go to the supermarket and buy, you know, five hundred gram of rice or a kilogram of rice, you just think, oh, come on, come on. So always buying in bulk. Why not two, three families coming together? Say, come on, guys, we all chip in. We're going to get a sack of rice and we divvy that up. Bob's your uncle. They would have saved already just with that little talk. They would have saved probably 10, 12, 15, $20 with one mm-hmm. simple tiny action. Yeah. And one thing I see all the time as well is people think that because it's on sale, it's actually on sale. I'm like, <laughs> no, they just put it on the tag to make it look like it used to be more expensive so that mm. they can clear it out off the shelf. Exactly. Because your, your sell by date is coming to the close. You're quite right. Oh, no. Yeah, so, and there's so many things. And, and that's what you do. You're basically um, uh, holding, I guess, the mirror in front of people's faces and, and show them what, how their life is at the moment. So uh, can I assume that if someone actually comes to you, that you start off with a budget, that you sort of start off with, hey, look, you know, tell me, where's your money going? How much money is coming in, etc.? Is that sort you of a good... know where I start? I started dreams and goals. Ah, nice. Nice. I started dreams and goals. 
Yeah. Because if I don't know what I'm working with, I can't help you vision cast. I can't help you plan your life if uh, you just tell me you want to be comfortable. Because nice. comfortable is a bunch of BS to me. I'm not going to be able to have a conversation with someone if they just tell me they want to be comfortable. Correct. I need to know what that means to them, uh, where they want to retire, you know, what they enjoy doing. And a lot of people yeah. just go, oh, I don't have a hobby because I work all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a problem. <laughs> Like in, invest in it. So if yeah. you're like, I like playing hockey, go play hockey. You know, mm -hmm. like people are like, oh, a financial advisor, they're just going to tell me to stop spending my money. No, no. no. they're just going to tell you where to spend your money properly. So if you need to buy a car, okay. And you can't wait eight months. You can only wait four months. Well, save for four months and then buy a car mm. instead of, you know, taking it all out on loan and just going, ah, I'm going to go today and buy it. No, don't mm -hmm. do it. Like prepare, you know, but even nice. people buying houses and stuff, if yeah. they're not prepared, people think that they can just go buy a house. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. you have to have money and you have to have residual mm -hmm. money because of all of the mm -hmm. fixes that come along with owning a home, mm -hmm. little things like that, that people don't think about. And that's so true. But also to to I love the way you're settling the horse because it is the vision. It is the, the, where do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. I, um, a while ago, I attended a workshop from by a close friend and she was starting off as a life coach. So she invited me and I thought I better go along. I might be the only guest. She needs the support. As it turns out, there were a dozen or so of, of us there. And one of the, uh, the, the tasks she did is, um, I want you to turn now to your neighbor. And for the next three minutes, I want you to describe your perfect future. Uh -huh. oh, that's a bit weird. Okay, so we did perfect future, blah, blah, blah. So I gave a spiel. Something came out of my mouth. The workshop continued, and about an hour later, she said, now we break up again into a partner exercise. Now I want you to think you are three years ahead. So you're now in three years' time. You meet again for a coffee, and this time I want you to describe how your life has changed. I'm getting actually goosebumps just talking about that experience. Because so I turned around. I started talking and I was living it. I had all those changes. They had occurred. I, I spoke with such a conviction that I thought, what, the, what is happening? What is happening? I had in my head already made that vision come true. And there I was mm -hmm. describing that new life of me with a, with a joy. It was unbelievable. And what the fuck? I had done nothing but actually visualized it. I actually thought hard about it, not just vague, oh, I want to be rich. No, I had very clear goals and it was an amazing experience. So I love the way you're, 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 you're making people dream and really very, very clearly dream. Very clearly dream. Huh? Like I want to I wanna be able to, you know, not put my mom in a home. I'd like oh. her to have a nurse and be able to, you know, be happy in her own place and feel confident in what she's doing um, when she needs my help. You know, I want to be able to be there for my nieces and nephews and my future children mm. and just go, hey, don't worry, I'm going to teach you that it's okay to be an entrepreneur, even though your parents might not believe in you. 
Um, because how much adversity do we get from our families when we go, Hey, I'm starting a side business. Mm. They're like, Oh God, what are you going to try and sell me? Mm. I'm like a better life. (laughs) You know, Mm. I want to sell you a better life. I want to help you be happier and healthier and wealthier and free. Mm. And that's why I'm so focused on being my best self every day. Because if I continue every day to, dig into what makes me tick, what makes me Mm. get through the hard times and document it Mm. and make sure that I'm focused on where I'm going and what I'm doing, then I can be the 2.0 version of myself or the 3.0 version of myself, which is what I'm calling myself now because I'm in my thirties. So I think you just have those moments and those realizations that you're like, okay, this is where I need to be. I have a plan. Freedom 35 is what I call it. So by 35, I want to be stone cold, financially independent Mm. where I don't have to work anymore. And that is going to take a lot lot of effort. Right. Mm. But it's, if you're willing to put in the effort up front, it compounds for the rest of your life. Yeah. But guys, please don't now think, Oh my God, there she is. Poor Lena. For now on it's, it's, no toast, just baked beans and that on bulk. Okay, so no, no. Meal that prep. Is... <laughs> Meal prep, that's right. That's You're so right. You're so right. Actually, planning and then taking action really? steps, that is the beautiful thing. That's how you get to be financially free. You don't just stumble yeah. into that. Please, if you now go out and buy a lottery ticket, I find you and I kick your ass. Okay, do not do that. That will not work. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know what is the? I know, and I see it. it I will. What is today? Today is Saturday. Yes, is Lotto here? So when I go shopping later on, there will be queues on the aisle where you can buy the Lotto tickets, and you just think, what the hell? And you look at these people, and you see that those twenty dollars, thirty dollars that they have just invested, that they God put that into some vitamins or put it in some some nutrition that would do you so much better. Good than, book. Yeah, touche, touche. Um, and I think that is the thing. And and let me. So whilst we have been talking about the the need to look at what you're doing, we are we are talking. Elena and I are talking about about sensible stuff. Sensible in the sense of the outgoings that you even don't that that you don't even know that are there. And there are actually a hell of a lot of them that you don't realize. And there's like mm-hmm. kind of iTunes membership that whatever. And meanwhile, you're no longer on iTunes at all because you buy an Android, bought an Android or something like that. But there's $30, $20 going out. You don't even know that it's going out. But over a year, that's $300. Bang. Yeah. Just, just one little thing that you had forgotten about. Those are the kind of things where you suddenly think, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, that subscription, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I had. And by the time you've blinked, you might have saved $1,000, $5,000. Depends on your lifestyle, depends on what has been going on. Because you were so busy, you forgot. So, mm-hmm. so far, nothing has hurt. You've just spent that half an hour, an hour going through your finances. That mm-hmm. is what we're talking about to actually, and that doesn't mean to say that from now on, you will never have any fun more for the next five years, on the contrary. So... Mm-hmm. So I have a great analogy for this. Have you ever put a glass, like an empty glass under a dripping tap? Uh-huh. How quick does that glass fill up? <laughs> when you watch it very slow, if you do something else and come back, you think, bloody hell, that is overflowing. Right, exactly. 
So that's the same with our finances. It's that little drip that Netflix, that gym uh, membership we're not using, that, correct. you know, correct. whatever it is, our credit card insurance, because we mm. could be saving money by having personal life insurance or mm. credit, uh, critical illness or disability mm. insurance, right? Mm. And most people, I think, don't know what they have. And they're scared to look at it. Right. And that's where I get so frustrated because I'm like, man, if you just talked about it, it would be so much better. Uh And in all fairness, what suited you a few years ago when you took that insurance out, that might have been the only product at that time that suited your needs. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the market has changed. Just as much as mortgages change all the time and there are new financial products coming out there that might suit your current needs so much better. Mm-hmm. So therefore, to actually yeah. have a yearly review of what's going on or a five-yearly review is actually such a cool thing. But That's my yeah. favorite part. <laughs> well, exactly. I get to show people how much money they've saved uh-huh. and then give them a high five and go, hey, you're doing awesome. So... If you imagine you guys do that, so you've just actually culled so much crap out of your life where you think, oh, I didn't even know I was spending that. So you've saved some money there. You then can think, okay, let's, some of us have accumulated quite a lot of things in our lives. And some of them still are really beautiful and are close to our hearts. And other things you can say, actually, I don't think I've worn that dress for a long time. That happens to me very often. So, the, you know, the weeks, the, the dresses, nah, nah, that was my old me. So, now nah, I'm moving on. So, basically, there is stuff out there that you guys probably can get rid of. And why not actually, you can give it away if you are philanthropic and if you want to, to have a service to others, which is cool. That's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Or you could actually do a garage sale or a, put it on, on Trade Me or eBay or whatever, wherever you are, whatever your local local possibilities are. And mm-hmm. before you've blinked, you've made another $500,000, $2,000. So yeah. where are we now? I mean, let's let's say, let's, let's be conservative. Thousand of crap that you didn't know that you were paying a year, you've saved that. Thousand that you now got from selling crap that you don't use and that's no longer there. So that's 2,000 so far. Um, <laughs> where else and can we go? Cleaner. Yeah, touche, touche. And you actually, because it's cleaner, you now have got the kind of feel good, hey, you've done something and that's the start. You've done something cool. What can I do now that makes me feel good? And yeah. maybe plant a kitchen garden. Well, over a year, that's another thousand dollars you have saved there. So that's yeah. three thousand. And I'm talking conservative. There is a beautiful study from the from Australia where they looked at how much does a four-headed family actually need with the right knowledge, the right seeds, the right if they know what they are doing, how much do you actually need? And it's forty square meters. 40 square meters can feed a, 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 a family of four comfortably uh, with the vegetables for a year. You need to know what you're doing, but it's not actually very much. But it's an investment into um, the, the five-minute gardening. And that means you only do five minutes every day, but you do it every day. And it's the same right. with the saving. It's the same with the money, the same with the little yes. things. So, oh, yeah. Okay. You hit it. <laughs> exactly. It's the consistency. Indeed. It's the pursuit. Indeed. Every day. You just have to go yeah. for it and go yeah. for your dreams. Exactly. So, so far, we have done the very simple things. We are already about $3,000 uh, before we, you know, that's then probably 
it is more, but I'm going very conservative here, guys. Um, mm -hmm. So, so, so far, so good. And so far, we have only done um, simple things. Imagine now you're learning a little bit more. Now, in all fairness, I don't expect you now to become an insurance salesman yourself to understand all the products that are constantly out there. So I think at some stage, you actually need to say, okay, come on, I need to, to have a few people around me where I am the stupidest person in the team. I guess that's where you come in, isn't it, Elena? Where uh, you say, well, <laughs> actually, yeah, funny you should say that. <laughs> actually. Sometimes. Sometimes I'm definitely not the smartest in the room tonight. I'm going to do a, a great seminar with one of my investor product partners. And uh, I'm super excited to get an opportunity to wreck his brain because he's been in business for five times longer than me, uh, you know? So there's definitely more I can learn. Mm. And there will all be mindset too is just being open minded, isn't it? And it's so beautiful to do exactly that. I mean, we have got uh, for us here in New Zealand, there is uh, property. It's a very real, tangible thing to do. It's it's relatively easy to to buy a house, renovate it, sell it again if that is your strategy, or buy and hold or whatever. Mm -hmm. So to work in real estate and to to build up a property uh, investment portfolio is actually not a difficult thing to do. And it is, that is the, the journey that we have chosen as a family to do. So we did some courses, we, did, we learned how to actually invest in property with different exit strategies. And it is mm -hmm. the most beautiful journey. It is the most beautiful journey because as part of that, we have done what you, Elena, are, are helping others to start off with. So, and we are, we are reviewing what is coming in, going out, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. We have worked with an insurance uh, um, person who uh, looked at our insurances and took them apart and said, actually know that 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 was quite nice a few years ago but it's a heap of shit now i can i can save you a thousand dollars here by just switching mm -hmm. that over your premiums go yeah. down and bang you've just saved another thousand dollars and you get a better cover Do you, are you mm -hmm. interested duh um let me have a look at your at your mortgage um and when you walk when you work now a bit more with properties you have got different mortgages you you, you maybe think about being a company, you maybe think about being a sole trader, you maybe think about other ways to be independent of your mm -hmm. current job. So again, you learn, you grow, you 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 become a new persona. And as that new persona, again, you you gain financial literacy. And it's it's a, such a cool thing. One mm -hmm. thing leads to the other, and it's really is that kind of if you're willing to learn. It's addictive, highly addictive, isn't it? It's so fun. <laughs> isn't it? And it builds your confidence big time because you can go in and go, no, I know every single time I can walk into someone's house and mm. at least educate them mm. or make them smile, you know, like give them some education that they mm. need or, mm. hey, if you don't want my help, that's totally fine too, mm. you know? Mm. And I think when you go in with just the mindset of, value adding value and just going to help people then you will even if you don't land that sale mm. you're getting yourself further ahead in your business because mm. they're going to send you to someone that they know right mm. if you do a good job so i mean there is it's a no-brainer for anyone who is uh is still employed and is struggling with money or god forsaken i mean if if 
uh, if they have been laid off and now really struggling with money these are mm-hmm. probably these are probably really good people if if you guys if you, if if that fits to you if you fit that bill then please get in touch with Elena or get in touch with someone out there um for that that little bit of investment that you do into such a person who can teach you the 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 return of investment is huge it's your sanity it can be your life let's be quite clear mm-hmm. about that um so that is that's very logical what would you say to someone who is, let's say, a fellow doctor, a doctor colleague of mine, who is, thank you very much, he is married, three children in private schools, works his little guts out in two places, doesn't know his front from his back because he's constantly working. Um, his wife has got a nice car, has got horse, has got... Uh, the guy just only works in order to sustain his family and... He's the nicest guy, but he can't say no. Um, I'm not sure about his financial setup. My ex- educated guess would be that there is not a not many pennies in savings. What would mm. you say to someone like that? I would say to ask for help and make sure that you find someone who you trust and someone who you know is going to do good work for you. Mm. Um, I come across that all the time. First of all, as an entrepreneur, you should be able to have a business that is not 100% reliant on you being there. Oh, nice. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it is so important to not be 100% self-employed and 100% self-employed means only you're the one doing the work mm. or you're the main cash cow of the business. And mm. if you're not there, the business doesn't run, right? Instead of being a business owner, that owns a system that's running a system that's actually generating income, regardless of whether you're there or not. It's mm. very different. So and true. when I was looking into career paths, again, I came from a pastry background and I looked at the world of pastry and I'm like, okay, if I want to do this, I work opposite hours of every single other person. Mm. Right. I worked all night when people would get up in the morning and they'd have fresh baking in the morning. And then I'd literally go to the gym and go to bed and get up and come back and do 12 hours and scoop a thousand cookies a day. And it was terrible. (laughs) But um, what I learned was when you're able to know where you're going, you can really make the decision for yourself as to if you're in the right place. And if you're not in the right place, the only person who can make a change is you. That's beautiful. That's so true, Elena, isn't it? It's so true. I mean, this year, let's, no, let's go one back. So before, before COVID, I thought I had my life work balance pretty sorted. And then COVID came. And as a private anesthetist, our hospital shut down um, because it was all, hey, where is this going? So suddenly no more money came in. And we didn't right. know for how long. And it was actually quite a scary thing. We had enough of a buffer to, to just sort of, okay, be okay. But it was scary. So therefore, then when my hospital reopened and we sort of found our new normal, um, I decided, no, right now it's time to put head down, head to the grindstone. And I work every hour that I can possibly lay my hands on. I will do, mm-hmm. I will do the right thing. So there are times in your life when that is okay. 
when you actually have to say no. Right now, I will get up at three o'clock in the morning and I will bake a thousand cookies and I will look after myself and I will try to get as much sleep in as I can and I will go to the gym and in between I hydrate and I, in between I take my vitamins and make sure that I'm sort of hanging in there because that is a finite period of time. This is not the end of it all, but this is right now a year in which I lay a foundation where I will not spend much but where I'm really kicking ass because I've done, I've dealt with all the outgoings. There's only so much I scale back. There's already everything I have sold, um, but I still want to get a bit further ahead. So now comes the point that you really have to say, okay, let's kick ass. And that's absolutely fine. So of course, increase income is just as important as reduce outgoings. Absolutely. But have a goal. Don't like you say, that's great. When I'm 78 and my hands can barely grip the spatula, I will still scrape the dough out. I don't think so. I don't think Mm so. (laughs) And same with operating. It was just not for me. But Mm. that's what I see all the time is people that are in a job that they don't like because of the drip, because of the the little things that they have coming out of their bank accounts. Mm. And they haven't made that decision yet that that's what their life's going to look like. So... Mm. For myself, I downloaded the Mint app. I don't know if you've heard of Mint, but it's a budgeting app and it's free. So if people want to use it, great. If not, that's totally fine. I don't get paid to, you know, maybe one day I'll get paid, but um, (laughs) I get paid. Yeah, they're incredible. So it teaches you how to budget. It gives you an opportunity to see where you're spending your money. I caught people like stealing my credit card twice so far because of that app. Um, And it's just showing me. Because I I didn't buy anything in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a $300 family clothing charge in Brazil the first time. And then there was like a a $12, weird like $12 charge on my card another time. And I was like, that wasn't me. (laughs) Interesting. It is interesting, but it also shows you where you tend to spend money. So for myself, when I first downloaded that app, I was spending $500 a month at my local coffee shop. Oh my (laughs) goodness. Did I ever sit there and go, oh, so you call yourself broke. Like you tell yourself that you're broke, but you spend $500 a month at Starbucks. Like, oh, priceless. you You know? And so it's those moments when you have a real conversation with yourself going, am I serious about getting wealthy? Mm. Because if I am, then my $500 a month Starbucks addiction needs to stop, you know? And maybe like today after yoga, I went and got a Starbucks first time in months. You know what I mean? You treat yourself with the things that you love after Hmm. you do something good. So like I bought myself a computer when I hit my junior broker promotion, I bought myself a new car when I hit my senior broker promotion, you know, and I planned for it for three years Hmm. and I just bought what I wanted, Hmm. you know, and I didn't spend $80,000 because I will never make that mistake again. (laughs) Nice. 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 You know, 
And again, don't, don't, guys, don't get too hung up on on that. Let's say, I, I'll give you the same example with a different spin. If you say Starbucks, it is actually the only thing that at the moment allows me to get out for reasons whatsoever. It is actually yeah, where great. I get where I get Wi-Fi because at home I don't have Wi-Fi. Uh, where I can actually do business, where I can actually do etc. Then those five hundred dollars that you just spent. Well, actually, are not so bad because a it's your sanity. That's right, it's an investment. So you could turn that whole thing around. But you, what you do is you live intentionally. You don't just, as usual, go into Starbucks. Oh, hello, yeah, blah, and out you go again. And then surprise, where's the money gone? No, you go in there and say, right now, I invest in that because that gives me. The warmth. I love the smell of the cookies. I love the hot coffee. It is a real treat. And I can now brainstorm about other ways how I save money. Or I can brainstorm where do I want to go because it's such mm -hmm. a cafe house uh, atmosphere that makes me feel good. Again, live intentionally. Go yes. out there and do what you do and no regrets. Because it's your choice. It's your choice. Yes. So, so many people are scared to talk to a financial advisor because they think that your financial advisor is going to go in and be like, oh, what are you doing? No, it's not like that at all. I'm like, dude, if your thing is driving to work and it costs you 1500 bucks a month, then that's 1500 bucks a month that you're taking from your future self. But if that's what makes you sane, do it. You know, exactly. if your car is your thing and it makes you happy and you're in it all the time and it's like the one place you feel safe because you bought this nice vehicle for yourself fan freaking tastic exactly you no. pick your poison right if your vehicle is your thing mm. take your vehicle mm. if you're taking care of your kids and that's your mm. number one priority mm. great but make sure to take care of yourself too mm. right with your meditation and reading good books and, you know, staying sane. But I in, think the, in the words of Robin Williams stuff, if, if you've got $50,000 for snacks per month, then right? not good, not good. Not that good. will equally share, that will equally show up, hopefully, in your, in yeah. your budgeting. See, people don't talk to me too much about that stuff. But yeah, yeah, funny that it is. is. <laughs> it is interesting. Well, <laughs> Although up here it's an interesting world, right? So in a lot of places, it's right. like, oh, you just go out on days off. Well, this, like up here, the lifestyle is is party, party, party. And I'm right. like, I want no part of that party, <laughs> you know? So it's interesting to watch people who don't have direction that have six days on, six days off lifestyle. Mm. Um, some thrive and some don't right? Some people love it. Some people don't, but I'm like, understand that about yourself. And if it's not for you, move on. And that's beautiful. Don't stay stuck somewhere, you know, because you don't have to, you choose to stay there. And I guess that's what a good financial advisor equally does. It, it, he, she holds a mirror in front of your face, not just with your finances, but also with regards to your habits. Because once you start putting the right habits in place with regards to finances, it's quite addictive. It's quite, it's quite enticing to think, huh, if I was now to do the same with my relationship, would not my relationship blossom? If I now every day do a little bit thing, a nice thing for my wife, um, <laughs> You know, just just the thought, just sort of planting that seed, you know, um, yeah. and it is amazing. It helps you love people more too, right? So, like, I write a book to my husband every night. I do my journal, and then I journal a sentence or two 
on why I love him that day. And it helps me stay focused on building my strong relationship. Right. Ooh, nice idea. Never heard that. Like it a lot. Like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, you just made my day. <laughs> because it's fun. Th- it's so fun. Because then you're looking uh, for it, right? You're looking for reasons why you love them. And you're like, man, you are awesome. You know, and in those moments when you're struggling and you're having a bad day and you kind of mm-hmm. want to punch them in the throat, mm-hmm. you have to go, okay, why did I love you today? And then you have to review mm-hmm. your day and go, okay, well, you did the dishes for me or mm-hmm. you took me out whatever it Mm. is right it's always something that you can find gratitude in nice nice Mm -hmm. guys i want to not finish that interview before we are talking about opm because opm is a key thing when you actually have sorted your own shit out opm stays for other people's money And that is something when you really learn to invest and when you really learn how to to grow, that you actually learn that you don't have to work, I guess, all yourself, but you're actually learning how to use other people and help them get a better return on their investment. And by you having learned how to do an investment, may that be a house that you renovate and sell for sell for a profit and they get their money back with guaranteed 10% after six months, something like that. You know, an, an elderly couple down the road who does nothing and you just offer them look, you've got a a beautiful house with very little mortgage on it and you've got equity there. This is what we want to do. We want to renovate that house, blah, blah, blah. Are you happy to lend me 50,000 on your house? Um, And I will sign you the contract and in six months you get 55,000 back guaranteed. Um, Bang. For them it's a win. For you it's a win because you've got the down payment to that house or the renovation costs. You get on with it, sell the house, bang. You have made their life uh, a bit better. You have made your life a bit better. And here you are. So that's a new concept that was quite groundbreaking for me because ultimately mm-hmm. um, the I was too shy to talk about money. Money was always something bad when I grew yes. up. My parents always, when someone was better off, there was this this jealousy there. Look, look how the other half lives. And it was always this kind of uh, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. So I had mm-hmm. deeply ingrained <laughs> bullshit in my brain that, that I uh, even nowadays I still hear from now and then the LP going around, and I try to look around for the next screwdriver and go. I don't want to hear that song again. That's bullshit. And, yeah. But it took me a long time. And it's an ongoing journey to deal with the, the crap that has been deeply implanted in your childhood uh, years, mm-hmm. your perceptions with regards to money, um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to undo that crap and actually to learn what else you can do. Because I, I keep doing everything that we've been been talking about today, Elena, I've, I'm doing every day. I try to see what I can save. I try to see where I, if I can buy bulk. I try, I never buy a new car. I All these kind of things, the little practices that sort of are, are so common. And there's a lovely book out there, The Habits of Millionaires. 
And if you actually look at that and see how do millionaires, how do they look like, what do they behave, great book, um, then you realize, huh, okay. Um, so I do all that. But equally then, you can take it to the next level by surrounding yourself with a power team that can help you. When we started, I had no idea about, about properties. And now, yeah, thank you very much. We are property investors. Um, and it's good fun. But it's something mm -hmm. that I had no clue, and now we're growing into it. There, mm -hmm. Other people are really good with shares. Other people are really good with IPOs, so uh, uh, helping startups to, to work. There's so many ways how you can go out there and make, create wealth. And the beautiful thing is for those of you who are saying, oh, wealth is bad, money is bad, it's all capitalism, money is bad. Bullshit. Bullshit. But what I've I want never to... met a rich person. <laughs> nah, true. And what we are talking about is wealth that then keeps going and growing. What you then do with that wealth is a completely different story. Yes. From the word go, you can say, I give 10% of my wealth or 20 or 30% of my wealth to philanthropic things. So when you say, oh, no, I just want to be comfortable or I just want to have, I just want to have enough for my retirement, which basically means you can't really give anything. You're actually cutting right. that opportunity off. You, you hold yourself back from being able to change the life of others because you mm -hmm. simply don't have enough to live yourself. Mm -hmm. So therefore, how about you learn how to make a difference in your life? With that, you become more confident. Suddenly, you become a role model for your children and maybe for mm -hmm. your grandchildren. Suddenly, people look around and say, oh, wow, how, how did you do that? Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow, really? So that makes you feel good. Then down the line, you might start, okay, we're actually not doing so badly. We might not be 100% there, but now, okay, why don't we actually start giving something, either of our time or help someone maybe uh, fund a stipendium for a, poor, uh, a, 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 a um, young boy, girl from a, from a lower socioeconomic family to actually attend college or attend a university, something like that. Mm -hmm. Whatever is really making you feel good, whatever kind of ghosts and demons there are in your past, mm -hmm. where you now can make amends where you now can change lives. And that's so much easier if you actually have started the tripping, <laughs> started the tripping at some stage becomes actually a nice running faucet. And, and hopefully at some stage, actually the, the water is overflowing in your sink and you think, well, what am I doing with all that water? Might as well give some away. How beautiful yeah. would that be? Right? That's oh. my goal in life, mm. man. I'm like, okay, I want to be so stinking rich that I can give it all away. I'm like, man, think of how many schools I can build that are actually educating. Think Isn't about it? how many oh. like teachers can get paid what they're friggin' worth because they right now aren't. Exactly. And it's messed up. And there's so many industries out there that are thankless jobs that mm. people are just getting minimum wage for it. And I'm like, wow, mm. this stuff needs to change. Like, you want to do that job? It's hard. You know, working a hundred percent commission, it's mm. hard. It's hard. Like you have to be a certain type of person to get out there and put in the work, but mm. it's all in that one decision of going, okay, I'm going to mm. take care of my finances. I'm going to be wealthy or you're going to not be wealthy and it's your choice. 
Right. And when it comes to leveraging, like you were talking about using Hmm. other people's money for uh, investing, it is a good strategy for people who understand it. Absolutely. Right. But it is not a good strategy for people who don't understand it because I've seen it backfire as well, where they're (laughs) getting, they're getting very low um, rates on their investments and then they're not uh, holding up their end of the bargain. Right. So Uh, it really just, it's different. And you're quite right. But you're quite right. But I wanted to 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 maybe tease our audience a little bit to actually say, okay, yes, there is there is there is a lot of worth in you uh, eating baked beans and and counting the pennies. But equally, then when you come further out there, you're actually not talking about ten dollars. You're talking about hundred thousand dollars that you're working yeah. around with, and it right. becomes a different game. Um, with different rules, but then again, the rewards can be so more, so so much more magnificent, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. But it's every every game has good rules, and you need to learn the rules. You need to learn what you can do and what you can't do. Um, so this is not, this is, this is not a quick fix, guys. Okay, this is not something you do tonight. Yeah. So you have the, the blue pill or the red pill. If you take the blue pill, you're going to be stinking rich. It doesn't work like that. No instant no. gratification. Okay, you need to put the hard work in, but you need to start somewhere. And that's where Elena is there for. She is the woman who helps you uh, shine the torchlight into some very dark recesses in your wallet and actually see what holds their eye in these wallets and in these bank accounts. And I think that is a really, really damn good start. Elena, if people want to get hold of you, where can they find you? Uh, my social media is at Elena Natig, or they can check out my podcast mm. at Pursuit of Relentless on Instagram. Mm. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. Let's just put it that way. And I've mm. been documenting it over the last two years. And there's a couple of really great shows that I've put out on mm. money and finance. Mm. Um, and I'm interviewing others as well who are from different communities. And we're just having a chat about it, you know, so... I like that I'm able to put out the content and if people want coaching and they're in Canada, reach out. If people mm. need coaching and they're somewhere else, well, I know a lot of people, mm. you know, I've got a great network all across the world. And mm. if I'm not able to help you, I know someone most likely who can. So yeah, I'd be happy to have a conversation. If anyone has any questions, just please reach out, send me a social media mm. message and I will make sure to get back to you. Brilliant. Guys, have a look down there into the description of the of YouTube video and of the podcast because Elena's details are down there. You simply copy and and uh, paste and you have got her there. Uh, and this has been a really, really beautiful interview. I really enjoyed that because we were able to to dive in into all the aspects of wealth creation from starting very small to big. But more, the most important thing is to actually take action and actually to, to, to find out small steps, but small steps every day. Uh, and, and just as much as you will never get fit from one gym visit or you will never get healthy from one leaf of salad. I guess what? If you add a leaf of salad or a leaf of spinach to every meal, well, surprise, surprise, you might change. You might find mm-hmm. that your life has changed in a month's time. The same will happen with finances. So don't shy away from it. Don't feel afraid of it actually embrace your debt embrace your your fear of uncertain the uncertainty that you maybe now experience is there a job is there not 
because what is happening is it's it, you've got a bow and arrow and you're being pulled back you're pulled back pulled back pulled back because you're so uncomfortable now you're so fearful you're so crap with your money that the moment you let actually go this arrow will go forward you will go out there and it just i don't know how far you will fly uh, you, who knows where we will meet one day and you will say you know I listened to your show and this Elena she changed my bloody life yeah that's what I want to hear so get back to me in a year's time two years time I want to hear back from you guys out there how was your journey with Elena how is your wealth creation now and then then let's bring her back and we celebrate your achievements guys because it is us who maybe have shown you the light, have shown, given you the hope that there is hope, that there is a way out, because there is. I'm living proof. Elena is living proof. Hey, you know, you want to come along for the ride, guys? The invitation is there. <laughs> Elena. Be a money magnet. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, yeah, exactly. Oh, Elena, you are gorgeous. Thank you so much. This was a brilliant, brilliant interview. I enjoyed it a lot. And hopefully we've planted the seed in so many people out there that there is a life that is worthwhile living, that money is not an, an awful thing, uh, that money needs to be treated with respect. And once you actually treat yourself with love and respect and treat the money with respect, you find a good relationship that allows you both to grow. And the money allows you to grow. You allow the money to grow hey symbiotic kind of thing going on here so no no two ways around it it's your future if you let it be cool mm -hmm. so you guys out there look after yourself and elena sent you all the love and energy to canada for you to to revolutionize the school system to kick us there and to help people when they are ready to change their life because you need to be ready and but you're ready for them when they are ready so there you go <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys out there, look after yourself. Bye. Dream.